Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets. Each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. Today's episode is finding baby steps into daily self-care. And I have invited um, somebody I love who I've actually never met in real life, but I get to see here (laughs) right now on Zoom. So Kelly is a friend that you want in your corner, whether you're having a tough time or having the best time of your life. We met through Instagram and discovered that we share a love for being our true self um, and social emotional learning for children and adults. Um, Shout out to the feelings. Well, she's, she's so cute because she'll draw cute stuff like that. Um, So that's my memories of, of Kelly. Uh, She's, she's the teacher. So she is loving, lovingly known as boundaries, babe by those who know her personally. She's passionate about all things self-care. She just graduated with her degree in elementary teaching where she's committed to creating a safe classroom and teaching for all students. She is obsessed with her dog, Jasper. He's an oldie, but a goodie. And she's been married six years and from Omaha, Nebraska, and is about to embark on a great adventure across the country. Uh, Today, we're just going to talk about some of the things that um, she has done. She's been a really great example to watch on social media of baby steps into taking care of herself daily. Kelly, hello, hello. <laughs> hello. Hi. <laughs> yes, I'm happy to have Kelly here with us. So um, Kelly, let's start out with, I want to know what your life looked like before you took those baby steps. Mm-hmm. I was miserable, but didn't know it. Um, I felt um, fake. I felt the most important thing about me for everyone to know was that I was optimistic Mm -hmm. and I was happy. Um, anyone that knew me probably like, I mean, yeah, middle school and on, they would say, Oh, Kelly's the happy one, or she's so optimistic. And it felt like this label that I loved. Like part of me was like, yes, I'm the optimistic one. I'm the happy one you can count on me to have a great time. And then inside I was like, that's not me. I feel very hypocritical. I'm a poser. I don't like myself. And so I was inside suffering and on the outside, I was presenting what I thought should. And that was really, it was hard. Like you feel very split. Um, And so, yeah, I didn't, um, I think I carried a ton of like shame with my body, um, just like my eating choices. Oh, what else? Um, I didn't finish school on the right time. So like all of these stories and narratives in my head of like what I should be doing and that wasn't happening. So yeah, it felt, it felt pretty miserable, but no one knew it. I was really good at hiding it. (laughs) Yeah. And that sounds all too familiar. And even the part where, you weren't quite sure, you know, you're miserable, but you're not sure that you're miserable. I can relate to that in a lot of ways of, 
just kind of going through life and letting life happen to me and not really taking a stand and saying, Hey, this is the life I want to live. And I'm, I'm the producer, I'm the director and taking charge. Mm So, um, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think was maybe a pivotal point in saying, Hey, I need to do something different in my life. Like how, what did it look like when you started to recognize that truth or maybe the voice in your head that's, you know, beating you up? Yeah. Keeping you stuck? Um, well, I got into therapy, which I definitely didn't peg myself as someone who should be in therapy or needed to. And now I don't believe that at all. (laughs) Um, but it was actually a question that my therapist asked me and I was well into like several, several sessions. We'd already tackled the crisis that was, you know, currently happening. And we were delving deeper into more of probably the longstanding miserableness. And she asked me, she said, Kelly, who, who is the true and authentic you? And I really did like pause and it was like, oh, like I'm allowed to be me and I can nurture like who I want to be versus who I think I have to be. Um, and that was like shocking. I, it, it was like, I, I got permission when, without even knowing I needed it kind of thing from her. And that led me to pursue myself so much more. And the, the first words out of my mouth when she asked me, when I was like thinking about it, I was like, I'm in the sun at a pool. Like I'm near water and I'm like just being like warm and happy and, and sunny. And so that was like my first action step was that summer after having like, I, cause I was a lifeguard for like five years. So it was just like automatically in my happy place without really intentional about it. And then two or three years of not having that job, I didn't go to the pool once, like not once. And so after that session, it was, which was nice. I went and bought a pool pass and I was like, I'm going, I'm getting the pass so that even if I show up for like half an hour, it's a, it'll like be worth it <laughs> and I can do that. So that was probably the shift that led me to pursue self-care and just making my life actually match like the outside and the inside match and being oh, happy I love that. genuinely. Okay. Can I ask how old you were around? That when that <laughs> well, I have to tell people how old I am now. Um, I was probably 22, 23. See, yeah. this is where I look at you and I'm like, gosh, I wish I was Kelly because you stepped into what I took so long to do and I'm still doing. And so I really love that. And that's probably why when I met you, it was like, oh, she's got a lot of wisdom. Why is she so young? What's happening here? Um, and uh, watching you with your, I need to be by the pool. I want to be outside. And if I remember right, I think you, I remember you saying your husband isn't into that same kind of self-care. Is that right? Absolutely not. He okay. melts in the sun and yes. I love it. <laughs> you love it. So I remember that. I'm glad I remembered right. And I looked at that like, Oh my gosh, I myself was holding myself back because my partner wasn't mm-hmm. into the same things I was. And so I was kind of, I don't know if you get to this point where we would get to a point where we're like, well, we just want to hang out with each other. So we'll just sit here and like do nothing. Do nothing <laughs> <to> <laughs> instead of, 
Yes. And it's like, it's not really filling us up. It's not really giving to each other. We were just together. And so the beginning of this year, January is when I'm like, I haven't gone hiking for so long because my family doesn't like it. My kids complain. My husband's too hot. He doesn't like it where I just said, I'm going to just do it. I'm going to be like Kelly. I'm going (laughs) to, I started a group on Facebook. Okay. Any woman 18 and older is welcome. uh, If you're in Utah and I started that like, okay, I'm just going to do this because I can be like Kelly. I can go and have fun and have some, some me time doing something. I know I love just like you love that son. I love it in so many different ways. Um, And then lo and behold, three weeks later is when my husband, former husband said he wanted a divorce. So for me, it was, I mean, I'm, I've been very good at self-care for, mm-hmm. you know, eight years, but that was one thing that I was definitely holding myself back on was doing the yes. things that I didn't think I could do without mm-hmm. my family. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being an example. Yes. Well, you're welcome. I'm so glad. Um, it makes me think of actually I like randomly saw someone talk about a date night that they had with their partner and they went to separate movies. They went to the, they went to the same theater, but they were like, he, you know, he was saying, I don't want to see the movie you want to see. She doesn't want to see the movie he does. And so they're like, all right, well, let's just, we'll go together, go to different <laughs> movies and then come back and like, you know, then get ice cream afterwards yeah. or something. But, and, and so I did that, but it wasn't like on a date, like my husband and my dad went and saw um, a really scary movie and I, hate scary movies and so I went and saw a musical which no one would have gone with me either so I'm so happy right now sitting in a theater alone like eating my popcorn like this is great oh I love that and it's the double like pushing yourself to do something a little uncomfortable which is going somewhere alone so I love that example thank you for sharing okay so now I have another question for you um what did baby steps look like for you? You mentioned, you know, getting the pool pass, kind of making it easier Mm -hmm. so you could push that easy button and go do some self-care. What else did it look like? Yes. Um, it looked like being okay with small, like contributions. Like when I think about, um, like intentional movement and exercising, um, it actually has always been something you've said, which was I do a little bit today so that I can show up again tomorrow my life (laughs) like I was like oh my gosh I don't have to go outside and run five miles (laughs) the first day that I'm coming back to exercising after not for you know three years and Mm -hmm. it was like okay well what what do I like to do and so sometimes it was literally like karaoke dancing you know in my living room because that's what I used to do as a teenager (laughs) and it was moving my body for those three minutes that that song lasted which it usually went on for longer than three minutes. Um, But it also, for me, I mean, especially just with like movement, it's kind of just saying I can do five minutes and that's okay, right? Like I don't have to do the 20 to 30. I can, and you know, it kind of tricks you because you get there eventually. And I'm like, okay, I can do another five minutes. So I do, you know, I find another workout that's really short and it's YouTube because I'm cheap. And so I don't pay for anything right now. whatever works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So short and sweet. So kept you coming back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what about was grooming a part of it for you? I don't remember if that was a part for you. Um, for me, I'll I'll give you an example for me. Um, I remember being told 
in high school by my sister's older friend. She said, no matter what shower every day. And I was like, okay, whatever, but it stuck with me. And so I have made that part of my self-care. So sometimes it's like nine o'clock at night, you know, because I'm out doing yard work or I'm running around doing errands. And then it's like, oh yeah, I need to shower. So I shower before bed. Um, Another one is getting ready. So doing my hair, I just put it up in a, you know, I didn't really do it, but it looks like I did it. Um, So stuff like that for me is how I started with the basics of self-care and Truthfully, a lot of us are missing out on those things, especially after COVID and being in quarantine. And we're like, we're wearing sweats every day. Mm-hmm. Why do we get ready? Mm-hmm. I work at home. Why on earth do I need to get oh, ready? I'm wearing a mask. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So tell me what that looked like for you, if different. No, it totally, it was totally a part of it. Um, I wore my husband's clothes. That was one of them. Um, like talk about like hiding versus like actually enjoying myself again. It was basketball shorts and t-shirts, which that was like straight Kelly for a while. And I was like, Oh my gosh, she came back. Um, so I think just having clothes that I actually liked that actually fit me, that brought me joy. Um, I think about like, especially grooming, um, you know, people probably don't want to admit to it, but I'm the worst flosser. And that was my 29th floss every day. And so I, and I did it. And now I'm, I'm a pretty good flosser. I'm like, did I floss this morning? Okay. Yeah, I did. Okay. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that like just, and I think too, when, when you think about grooming and taking care of yourself, whether that's showering, doing your hair, doing your makeup, shaving, to each their own. When those things aren't happening for me, that's a pretty big sign that I'm not okay. And it, it feels extreme, but it's like, oh, it's been three days since I've brushed my teeth. And like, hmm, I should like, my mindlessness is happening, you know, like I'm not being intentional anymore. I can, I can fix that though. I can go brush my teeth and start rebuilding trust with myself again. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you for your honesty in that because yeah, I'm pretty sure all of us have been in that state of mindlessness and just letting life come. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I love hearing different people's self-care, the basics, because shaving your legs, if that's something you choose to do, but saying, Hey, I'm doing it for me. And it's not for how everyone yeah. sees my legs or my partner. It's like, no, I'm doing this because it mm-hmm. feels good for me. Um, that is self-care. And so I love that. I also love that you talked about wearing your husband's clothes, you know, the basketball shorts and t-shirts. Uh, let's pause for a minute. If, if you're doing that currently, you know, <laughs> Hey, it's not like if that's your style, that's your style. But for most of us, it's not our style. It's, it's that we, like you said, Kelly, aren't showing up in the things that we really love or bring us joy. And so I love seeing your cute little dresses and rompers that you wear and that bring you joy. And I feel the same. I Mm -hmm. choose to get dressed every single day, even though I may not leave the house other than to walk the dog. Okay. It's funny because, Oh, (laughs) sorry. Um, I was actually getting a pedicure two days ago and I was sitting and I had like a dress on and it had spaghetti straps 
And this woman turned around and she was like, I love your dress. It's so cute. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. That means so much because this is my first time wearing spaghetti straps out in public. Like I'd worn a tank top before at, you know, home or something, but like this was a big deal. And she looked at me and she was like, I understand that. I, I actually, like, it was just like, we like knew each other all of a sudden. And, and she was like, yes, it looks great. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> is it your blue and white striped? dress that you sent me yes mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. well in the podcast yeah. episode you can go look I'll share uh, that picture of Miss Kelly it's so cute so um okay so Kelly you have these things um I call them dailies that I do every day to make sure that mm-hmm. I'm taking care of myself and I, I do have a list I'm not checking boxes or anything it's become habit now for me but I I mean this a lot of the dailies that I do it's my job okay And yet here I show up some days with plenty of excuses. I don't have time. Um, I don't want to, (laughs) you know, there's so many things that go through my head and I, and there's some legitimate reasons not to do some of the things, you know, if I don't feel well, if I'm physically ill, I'm not going to go and push myself Mm -hmm. to go and intentionally Mm -hmm. move. Right. If I didn't sleep at all last night, I'm not going to go and punish my body for not sleeping well. I'm going to rest. Yeah. So, so put those excuses aside. Those are legitimate, but what are the excuses that come through your head? If any, um, that keep you from like wanting to do these things. And I know, I know that you've gone from like not doing things to take care of yourself to doing them. And then you could fall out. Like we all do this, right? We have these kind of pattern waves. Oh, hundred percent. I want to hear kind of share with the audience some of the things that they might be hearing and maybe not even recognizing. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I think a lot of excuses came down to a, a real, like um, that negative voice in your head, right? Like I missed yesterday. Why bother today? Or, mm. Oh, I'm never going to like actually get there and, have this habit I'm just going to give up now um I mean there was some really it can get like really scary your inner thoughts and so it's even just like the I don't deserve this Mm -hmm. you know like joyful movement or eating correctly like I'm like almost punishing yourself and saying like I'm not going to take care of my body I don't I don't like it or or I'm not going to take care of my mental health because I deserve to be unhappy, um, mm-hmm. I think are, are still like the scary thoughts, but they happen. Um, sometimes it's just, oh, I don't have time. I'm not a morning person. I'm not an, an evening person. Um, I, I think I especially saw it happen, like talk about, oh, I'm doing all the things and then I'm not, and I'm trying again and not um, student teaching and going back to school was terrible and that is when I needed self-care the most and I really had to prioritize the things that I did so like dailies I had to make time for the ones that like I knew were going to help me so that meant either like like packing a lunch so that I had really Mm -hmm. good nutritious food like I didn't I I did it the night before or I made sure I had time in the morning because it's easy to say, oh, I'll just order Jimmy John's <laughs> or yeah. um, pick something up. And that was self-care that I needed to take care of myself for. And 
say that I value, I value how I'm doing mentally and emotionally and physically. I'm going to take that extra oomph and show up for myself, but it's hard when, and, and I think of plenty of friends who are in the thick of it in motherhood, um, you know, when relationship isn't going well, um, your focus is just on so many other kind of external things or expectations that the internal side of things goes to the wayside pretty mm-hmm. easily. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I think I see it the most in my line of work where people, when we're struggling the most, that's when we tap out and we're like, I can't, I can't prioritize me because I have to like put out this fire over here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when you've experienced some sort of self-care and taking care of yourself, you feel the difference, right? And you start to show up difference. I know that I'm slow to anger when I'm taking care of me, when I'm taking the time to, even if it's like a four minute meditation, it's Mm -hmm. at least slowing me down to connect to my body, to see where I'm at, to check in with myself. So that the rest of my day is not as like, I got to go, I got to do this. No, 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 no. All of us can live in that for sure. So tell me what some of the benefits that you've noticed, um, I don't know how many years it's been for you that you feel like, okay, I've been really good at self-care, but what have you noticed in yourself? In really taking care of myself and tuning into what she needs. um, I think I've just seen how much mindfulness has benefited me. Um, And I guess when I, when I say like it's benefited me, like I'm so much more in tune with myself and my values are bold and like very prevalent in my life. And like the highest compliment was like that someone could probably give me is like, wow, she really like acts in her values and and stays true to herself. Uh, And I think that has made it that, like that's my reason why I like, like you have to have a reason for why you're taking care of yourself. And, um, I think plenty of people, I myself went into the, I'm doing all this to kind of like punish or fix or whatever that is. And I've definitely shifted into the, like, I'm doing it because I love myself and I want to show myself love. And I'm happier. I'm, I'm happier when I'm in line with my values. And, and so I think that's, and like, when I say my values, like, cause it's literally, I tell everyone, I'm like, find out your core values because that's what boundaries are sit on. That's what all of your decisions can come from is that foundation of values. So mine are like, um, kindness, love, intimacy, fun, honesty, and, um, what's my last one? Love. Did I already say that one? Mm-hmm. I think I might have. But those are like my, my top ones. And so taking care of myself, showing myself love is a part of my values and I'm happier acting in my values than acting out of them. And it yeah. lets me treat everyone else with a lot more kindness too. Yeah. <laughs> Cause so I'm you're... not hating on myself. 
it goes back to that idea of if we're not giving those things to ourselves, how on earth can we give them to yeah. others or how, mm-hmm. how can we receive them? So mm-hmm. if you're not showing yourself that love, the compassion, Hey Kelly, you're worth it. You're enough. Yeah. Whatever those narratives might be. How are you going to feel that when someone's trying to show you, Hey, you are enough. I see yeah. you. Come on. You know, you're great. And so it starts within, we all know this, uh, we've all heard all of this before, but I wanted Kelly to be here with you because Kelly is a great example of even when maybe life doesn't super shift for you by taking care of yourself, there are always small ways mm-hmm. that it's showing up and shifting that you are, like you said, feeling better or acting more of the authentic self rather than putting out fires or people pleasing or just showing up and living life for someone else. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, I have two questions to wrap things up with you, yes. Miss Kelly. Um, what would Kelly one year ago be proud of Kelly for doing today? Proud of how good I am at being uncomfortable. That is something I have struggled with forever. And now whether it's I'm like getting called out because I did something wrong or, Hey, I, you know, skipped four days of working out. I need to do it again. Like that's uncomfortable. And I like, I don't shame myself anymore for it. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is uncomfortable. Like I name it, I feel it and I move through it. So she probably would be like, how are you doing that? Give me all yes. the tricks and secrets. Yes. <laughs> You'll get oh my gosh. If we could go back and give us all ourselves the information we have today. Yes. My life would be so different. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And I think if any of us listening can say, wow, in a year, I hope I can sit in the discomfort. That would be a major win for most. Oh humans. yeah. Because mm-hmm. we all run from it. We avoid it. <laughs> it's so scary. Okay. Last question. Uh, if you listen to episode one, you know, the, be the Buffalo story. So what is your most recent be the Buffalo moment in your life? Um, I am being the Buffalo when it comes to body love. Um, I think you knew me at the way beginning of like, I was body hate. I remember actually like being with you and like crying like I was just like I hate my body and I hate that I hate my body like it was just this vicious cycle um and I got to the point where I could be body neutral and I was like okay my body isn't good or bad it just is and now even though I'm like probably 30 pounds heavier than I was like five six years ago um I like love my body and not to say that I still don't have really hard days that I'm really working through. So that's what makes me think of being the Buffalo because I'm not running, um, but I am really facing it and I'm doing the things that I need to do for myself to, uh, to just be in my body, to call her home and to take care of her the way she needs. Um, and it is really hard. So if anyone just know that I'm saying these and did I cry last week about it? <laughs> sure did. <laughs> did I have to give myself a pep talk to, to wear the spaghetti strap, strap mm-hmm. dress? Like, yes, I did. But I am, again, it's uncomfortable and I'm happier. So I'm much happier. 
trying and being the buffalo than being the cow. Oh, I love that. I hope everyone felt that. And that's why I have you here today, Kelly, is because you do practice what you preach and you do really try. And that's all, I mean, that's all we have to do is give ourselves some credit, count ourselves some wins, give some humble, humble brags, even if it's (laughs) in a journal and not down a podcast, um, you're doing it. And so I hope whoever's listening can say, you know what, this week, I'm going to take a couple baby steps. If it's grooming, if it's the way that you take care of yourself, you know, by the way you dress, get ready, or maybe it's, I'm going to start intentionally moving. I'm going to walk mm-hmm. the dang dog. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's my built in. That's like, I yeah. love my dog and he gets me outside twice a day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And that's where I tell a lot of people, you know, I run my mama bear fitness and it's like, that's intense for a lot of people to say, I'm going to follow a workout program, but most of us can get outside and either walk with kids, walk with a neighbor or walk our dog. If you happen to share my same story of being betrayed and you're ready to move beyond it, maybe you're still feeling the feelings of I'm not enough or how could this have happened? What did I do wrong? Or maybe you're just feeling stuck or sick. It's time to move beyond betrayal. And that's exactly why Brannon, Patrick, and I, who is my co-host on the Betrayed the Addicted Expert, he's the, the expert. He's got all the experience of helping men and women move beyond betrayal. I have the experience of doing it myself and helping other women do the same thing. So we created this program for women to move beyond betrayal despite their circumstances. So the point is for you to heal Whether your partner chooses to or not, whether you're in a relationship or not, you deserve healing. You deserve to feel better and to not have those triggers ruling your life. Betrayal is one of the hardest things that has ever hit me, but it's also one of the most rewarding things I've ever worked through. And I want to give that to you. So this weekend, we have a promotion for 30% off for the first 50 people. So that's July 23rd through July 25th, 2021. If you head over to our website, beyond-enough.com, you're going to see the promotion for 30% off. So if you're one of the first 50, you can, you can get in. If not, wait until next time you can get on the email list.